Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Confession. This is the third time in as many weeks that I have pulled over to the side of the road to record a very secret, um, secrety secret, secret podcast for you. And I wanted to talk about this and I'm actually going to fucking post this one. Um, because there's a, there's a bunch of stuff at play, uh, in me when it comes to just something as simple as making the podcast, which I've been doing for a number of years now. I believe it's coming up on seven years. Um, which is a strange thing to do if you think about it, just having a conversation (laughs) with yourself that you hope people listen to. We're having conversations with other people that you hope people listen to, but never getting to witness those people listening to that conversation ever. Um, podcasts are a weird thing, just saying. Um, so a number of things that I've noticed. The first is that my trajectory, interest, whatever it is that keeps me in both teaching and coaching, um, some of the least respected professions in the whole fucking planet, teaching and coaching, um, what keeps me in it is that in the past, it would be about let me help you manage the now and make a future that is better than the now. And what I found is that with COVID, and then we start to stack other crises on top of COVID, My work is less about let me help you plan for the future and let me help you not drown now. That is the urgent existential urgency of my job at this moment. Because what I've noticed as I work with women in a variety of capacities, like there is the rare male who has signed up for business coaching and there is the rare male who will sign up for breath work. But for the vast majority, without ever saying anywhere, I only work with women 99.8% percent of my clients, statistically speaking, are women. So I'm going to speak to women now and I'm just going to stop pretending that uh, my clients are men or that there's room for that or like, like I love the three of you that want to listen. I'm so glad that you want to listen, but ultimately I'm pretty sure that I'm here to save women at this point and save in the sense of like, acknowledge where you are, let that be okay, move forward from there, normalize the experiences that you're having and make you stop believing that there's something wrong with you in particular, because that shit keeps you stuck. So here's what I found. As COVID continues, I'm watching women numb, mute, and martyr themselves more than ever. 
And that's not a judgment. Do not, do not go into judgment phase there. That is a completely natural response to the world. But what I fear is that if we do not try to counteract that numb, mute, martyr trifecta, we will simply lose women. We will let them shrink to the role society gives us, which is be selfless, shut the fuck up, take care of everyone else. And if you have big feelings about that, well, order some fucking McDonald's, right? You have DoorDash, you know, fucking figure it out. It is a callous, horrific view of humanity that there is one half of the world's population that should just shut the fuck up and take care of the other half. So if you are a woman and you have found that you are not numbing, muting, or martyring yourself more than ever, one, congratulations, you are doing your work in the world. Whatever it is, there is an active, active work has to happen to not do those things. Numb, mute, martyr. And number two, can you please help other women to do that same work in some capacity, whether formal or informal, paid, unpaid, volunteer, um, consulting? It's not about um, how much money you make doing it or lack of money you make doing, but, but like the more alive you get, the more your job it is to help other people come alive and to facilitate their aliveness. So confession. I have not had, it's just like, it's, it's horrifyingly difficult to say confession and then say a thing. Please understand. Um, the reason that I'm not a diplomat or working in the UN or working in government is because I do not have that ability to just play it straight, keep it cool, um, not speak the truth. And the further I go in this weird ass career of mine, the less ability I have to not speak the absolute truth, which will generally not do well in diplomacy and is why I never participated in like model UN as a child or as a high school student. I don't have it. So confession, um, there are times during my career when I think like I'm never going to have another idea again. Or this is, it's always going to be this way. I'm never going to find the next thing. And then there are times when I find the next thing, which is followed shortly by the next next thing, which is always surprising in and of itself that there's no control over when inspiration arrives. And again, I could feel bad about this. You could feel bad about this if that's where you are. Or uh, I once was reading something somewhere, uh, listening to Bruce Springsteen my deep love, my musical love, um, talk about how there was a period of life where he didn't write a single song for seven years. You're like, what the fuck? You're Bruce goddamn motherfucking Springsteen. You, you make the songs that make the whole world sing. Seven years. So that's also normal that there's an ebb and flow. But I get scared every time that there are no new ideas. There's, I'm just like, oh, it's over forever. And then it comes. It comes so quietly okay, you're going to make this thing called the Imaginarium. It's going to be live. It's going to be in person. It's going to be beautiful. Okay, here's the next thing. Psst, by the way, just another thing follows that. And that thing is called the gathering. And this is not a marketing message because baby, that that is not available anywhere yet. It, like it's a, it's at the, like the wispy phases and I will be spending the next few weeks just digging in and figuring out 
what is this? What does it look like? How does it work? How does it look? How does it feel? How do we make it remarkable? And the goal of it is to stop women from muting, martyring, and numbing themselves. That's the goal. And to do that in a community-based way. So that's beautiful, right? That there's this, there's this phase of not having new ideas, of being like deeply trapped in whatever the fuck that was that just happened. And there's this part that's also like, oh, the, the, shape of, the shape and nature of your work can change, but can also stay exactly the same. That at some level, what I have been doing all this time is helping women listen to themselves, helping them develop and nurture their intuition, and then use that intuition to take the next step. And then generally, because I'm working with business owners, that step results in making some form of bank, maybe moderate bank, maybe big bank, maybe somewhere in between. But the we always come from the starting point of what is it that is next based on what your intuition is telling you and based into feeling into everything that you know about your life, your talents, and then we move from that place versus an external, you need to make how many thousand dollars? Okay, so you could do this thing real quick. Okay, so that would be great. And then you would have that money. But that cycle, you can repeat that cycle endlessly. Lots of people do. But it doesn't lead back to the part where you are fulfilled within you because you are moving from the inside and bringing it to fruition outside versus letting the outside start with like, here's a worksheet. Here's how you're going to make X. And then doing the math and going backwards. One of the reasons I know that the gathering is the next thing for me, which again, you cannot buy at this moment (laughs) because I'm revealing the beginning steps to you, which is just, it comes, it whispers, I take notes, I work endlessly on shaping and then I smoke a dube and I'm like, oh, today's work was completely wrong. Oh my God, it's just this one sentence. And then I'll go back to work tomorrow and work on that one sentence that we expand. There's a process. There's a lot of throwaway. There's a lot of maybe 80% of what I start with gets thrown away to find that 20% that's like, oh, that's the thing that's moving forward. So I just want to affirm, what have we affirmed so far? If you're muting, numbing, or murdering yourself, and or, by the way, it can be all three, Um, that's completely and totally a fucking epidemic pandemic that I'm seeing in addition to COVID, um, that it's, you're allowed to be stalked by ideas. You're allowed for those ideas to change. You're allowed to have ideas quickly, one on top of the other. You're allowed to have projects one on top of the other. And also if you're in a space of, in that spring scene space of like nothing has come for a while. Okay. Okay. Would you like something to come? Do you need help bringing something to fruition? And also, is it okay that it simply is that way? Because that's really challenging. And it's okay that the nature of your relationship with the world, with your work, with your gifts changes over time. And also at some level stays exactly the same. There's a deepening that happens. That's totally fine. I just want to normalize so much of what happens and I want to do it in a way that reveals the thing behind the thing so 12 years into doing this the thing behind the thing is that what I have trained myself to put forward is the most succinct the most organized the most curricular for lack of a better word having an education degree will do that to you there are objectives and you will learn blah 
the student will be able to, blah. But what's most interesting to me, when other people are having podcasts or speaking or revealing themselves or sharing, is the, the, the time between times. So there's this big room stuff that's like, I could present this with great authority, conviction, and confidence to a room full of a thousand people. That's what generally what the podcasts are. They're like, this is my very, very best. But what I am most interested in, if I'm paying attention right now to the people that are speaking that I really, really trust to speak, to guide me, to show me things, I want to see behind the scenes. I want to see between projects. I want to hear every Bruce, every song that Bruce Springsteen did not play for an arena. And why? I want to know about the paragraphs that Brene Brown just throws away because they're not good enough. I want to know about the ideas for the underbelly and for yoga that Jessamine Stanley has that don't get made. I want to know where their inspiration comes from. I want to know how they are right now today. I am tired of the polish that only allows us to bring our 114% to the four, when in fact, the parts where you struggle, the parts where you are wrestling with questions, the parts where you don't know, the parts where an idea has come to you, but it's still basically an embryonic form. It has not been birthed. It is not yet realized. It is simply taking shape slowly within you. I want to hear about that. So the way that I can do that is to talk about that in myself and to hope that that triggers something in you so that you talk about those things, those spaces where it is not perfect, those places where I do not give you a transcript with a blog post, with an email, with um, like, the, fuck your content marketing world. I want to have real conversations about where we are in this moment, in this life. And at some point I'll find some brilliant way to label them. That's like, this is big room. This is like, put this on a stage, show this to thousands of people. I would be proud of it. And then I want to have like intimacy, which is like, it's actually really difficult to express these things, even just like by myself, pulled off on the side of the road, very quietly speaking into my fucking phone. It is difficult to say these things out loud. I want to, I want to give you both because I'm fucking tired of hearing only a from people. And it's completely understandable that once you get to the like X hundred thousand or million follower point, you only allow yourself to give the perfection. But the imperfection, oh man, that's where the juice is. You, could, I could listen to 17 podcasts about an expert that knows things and the, the, the secrets, the whispers, the confessions, the behind the scenes, the, oh my God, this is what I struggle with. That's what I think we need right now. So that's what I'm going to give you. Um, and I want to speak directly to Maybe this isn't you. Maybe I'm projecting. But like hypothetically speaking, this could be you as well as me. I thought, I really, really thought, and this is completely made up. I made this up. I agree. I, you know, stupid me for believing this. That, okay, we're going to get to the end of COVID after this number of years together. And it's going to be amazing, right? We're going to be able to like go outside and hug people and not be afraid to be in the same room with people because of their germs. And it's going to be just exquisite, isn't it? And what we got was 
COVID levels have lowered a bit. Mask limitations or mask restrictions are down a bit globally. And here's a war in Ukraine. Now, this war is going to fucking tear your heart out. It is going to be unavoidable in every way. We're talking like yard signs in fucking suburban America and just ridiculous amounts of impotence and powerlessness that you will feel. Even if like you're donating money, you're paying attention, there's only so much that we can do as human citizens of Earth who do not have nuclear weapons, who do not have access to the levers of government and the levers of power, who are not part of the UN or any other fucking toothless governing body that allegedly fucking runs this planet. We just have to watch. And there's a there's a heartbreak. There's a pain. There is a a crisis element that is just stunning to watch. And here's why I got my sense of humor back is because all this time I've been there's been far less humor in my life during COVID. It's just been fucking brutal. It's been a period of grieving. There's so much that we've lost that we are simply not getting back period. There are systems that are shifting that will simply not shift back, period. And there are lots of ways that that's good. And there are ways that we need to mourn. So I've spent a lot of time mourning, grieving, being sad, noticing, paying attention, moving only as quickly as I can feel. And then ironically, like the Ukraine shows up, that's tragic. But then Putin puts on the table that like, just low key puts nuclear war on the table. All of us, every last one of us, every single human on this planet is in danger of, of, from, of and from nuclear war. So we went from this is an isolated crisis involving this nation and this nation to because it is a nuclear power. Oh, all of us are involved. Oh, everyone is in danger. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible. It's tragic. I do not want you to interpret my laughter as laughing at Ukraine. But if we go to the biggest big picture sense, we poor little humans with our poor little brains thought we're going to get through COVID. P.S. Another variant dropped. We're not through COVID. We're going to get through COVID and something good's going to happen. And we just promised ourselves that like it was cake at a birthday party. No matter how shitty the party is, how many screaming kids are just off the rails, there's cake and cake is always good. We can all look forward to cake. And then the cake, A, doesn't exist. And B, like, it's like the petting zoo is out of control. The donkeys are shitting everywhere. This party sucks. And there's nuclear war on the table. Like, what? This is not what we were promised. This is not why I'm on this planet. To be, are you fucking kidding? We lose so much. And we think, oh man, we're going to get, something good's going to happen. And then we lose even more. We lose the sense of like, oh my God, at least, at least we weren't all fucking terrified of nuclear war during most of COVID. Except for that part where Trump bought the, brought the briefcase to fucking Mar-a-Lago for no good reason that had the nuclear codes in it. Remember that? Remember that? So this it's, it's 
beyond ridiculous that we have to endure this. It's beyond ridiculous that after two years of COVID, which has sucked horrible amounts of whatever body part you don't want to suck on, to be completely sexually neutral about it, just gross and fucking the worst thing we've ever experienced. Or maybe not. Maybe your pandemic has been great. But globally, to watch everyone in the globe, every nation be be in crisis simultaneously and then throw an unperturbed bullshit fucking disinformation based war on top of it and have that not be a local skirmish, which would be bad enough, but have it be a nuclear level fucking threat. Because technically Russia has more fucking nuclear weapons than the United States does. Not that, not that the United States having this many nuclear weapons feels good. But Putin having them feels worse to me. Because we've seen that Putin is kind of unhinged from reality. And that is the cake at the end of our COVID. Okay? So we have no cake. We are... There is, we are full of dread. It is existential. It's fucking insane. And if we don't laugh at it, we're going to lose our goddamn minds. So the cosmic joke is we thought it would get better and it's so much worse. Like it's so, (laughs) it is so much worse than when we started. So what is it that is, that you need to do right the fuck now? What is it that has existential urgency for you? What do you need to make? What do you need to build? What do you need to do? What do you need to stop doing? What do you need to say? I don't give a fuck about that anymore. What means something to you that you've been ignoring? What means something to you that you've been working on but been like, oh, I don't know if this is good enough. It's good enough. Bring it to life. What is your inner perfectionist fucking with you about or trying to get you to stop doing or pretending doesn't matter? Where are you getting signals that there is meaning here and you should pursue this, but then your brain gets involved and says something about whatever the fuck. So the more existential these crises become, so we have COVID, a new variant bearing down on us that is 80% more transmissible than an Omicron. We are on day 20 something of the Ukrainian invasion which brings with it an existential threat to all of humanity, no exceptions, unless you're in the 1% and you have an escape pod like in Don't Look Up. We can collapse. We can absolutely, you have the right to collapse, to grieve, to mourn, to fall down. I spent about two years doing that. So now at the opposite end, what if you don't collapse? Or take that time, take that time. Not saying that you shouldn't take that time. But let me stick with the the upward trajectory here. What is it that you need to bring to life because it could all be fucking gone really, really soon? What matters if a nuclear bomb goes off in six months? What will you be like, well, I did my fucking best. Here's what I know. No matter what your answer is, no matter how big, how small, how beautiful, how tragic, how how meaningful, how fulfilling, I can guarantee that it will not be born of numbing, muting, or martyring yourself. That is a guarantee. So whatever it is, whatever you're doing, however you're dealing with this cosmic birthday party that's full of just donkey shit and more and more horrible surprises. 
how are you going to not numb, not mute, not martyr yourself? How are you going to bring the best of you to this earth at this moment? And it might just be like, make eye contact with strangers and fucking smile. It might be that simple that you're the person who doesn't just fucking sneer at everyone and honk at people in traffic. It doesn't have to be enormous in scope in order to count. But if it all goes fucking belly up and we're all going down, what's going to matter to you in three to six months? What's going to matter to you in a year? Let's do those things. Let's not pretend that they don't matter. Let's not pretend that you have to put them off until such time as the world makes sense or is normal again. Oh my God, there are such heavy air quotes happening here that you can't see. That sense of normal, fuck sense of normal. Normal's gone. And that end of COVID birthday cake that we were all looking forward to, or perhaps it was only me looking forward to it, gone. That sense of we are not under threat of nuclear fucking crisis, gone. And it's reasonable to assume that another layer will arrive, another layer in our like global shit sandwich. Please note that I'm talking about COVID and Ukraine slash Russia, which leads to nuclear crisis. These are global issues. This is not, well, fucking America. Mm. And I have never seen, like I'm 40, I've never seen the world handle double global crises in this way. Never mind climate change, which is its whole separate entity of like, uh, I live like fairly far into the west of Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. And I'm like, perhaps someday it will be coastal real estate. Let's not talk about that. If it all continues to go on the trajectory that it's going on, you can decide that nothing matters and fuck it. Or you can get so, so, so clear about what does matter and move in that direction. And it will generally be simple. It will generally be something that you can write off as unimportant or inconsequential. It will generally be something that you have known forever or that has been haunting you for a long time. And it will generally involve risk, that thing that you decide matters. Because it matters, it involves risk. Period. Case in point, having a child matters, always involves risk. There's no such thing as 100% safe pregnancy, 100% safe birth, 100% safe having a child. (laughs) There's a reason we have childproofing, because it's chaos. So how do you make room for that risk and the risk that you take on behalf of meaning, on behalf of fulfillment, on behalf of what matters, on behalf of taking a stand for, even if we all fucking die, I will have spent my time doing this. If you have anxiety, if you have existential dread, existential angst, this is not meant to stir that up. It's not meant to make you think of worst case scenarios. It's not meant to take you to the logical conclusion in which we all fucking die and who cares? It is meant to wake you up to, we're here we're here and this shit is lit, appears to be just barely holding on. What do we do now? I don't have a specific answer, but I know that the answer is that we do not mute. We do not numb. We do not martyr. 
But sometimes we numb and sometimes we mute and sometimes we martyr because that's that's the training. That's what you've been raised up in for all these years. But whatever it is, if we take away numbing, muting and martyring, if we work on those things in order to bring ourselves more fully into the world, even though it's fucking hard and it fucking hurts and it's just so fucking painful to, to read the news, to pay attention, and we do that anyway because we're here. And we galvanize all that dread and fear and angst and powerlessness into meaning, into purpose, into fulfillment, into joy because the world needs joy now more than ever. And we make something that matters of these days, weeks, months. So here's the part that's possibly the hardest to admit. Confession. Confession, I do all of this talking and I will get some texts, maybe maybe an email or two about a podcast. I'm not just saying I would love to hear from you. I would actually love to hear from you so if um just shoot me an email k at kristenkelp.com tell me what's up tell me what you think tell me like if you want me to do more of this please fucking say so um it's helpful it's helpful to talk to me so that i can see and feel and hear what you think what you feel what you wonder about what's next if you have questions you have comments whatever it is May you find the sweetness, the humor, the ridiculousness, the absurdity, and the joy within this wild, chaotic, not-as-promised fucking birthday party of the end of COVID that we're at. Which, of course, is not the end of COVID, but there's been a pause and less of a pause. We probably have about five days in the United States before the next wave because we can watch it come from Europe. May you refuse to attack yourself for the self-protective instincts to numb, mute, and martyr. May you know exactly which forms of meaning and fulfillment you'd like to make within your own life. May you refuse to give in to that sense of powerlessness and what is it all forness that can just take you out and throw you into despair for the rest of time. May you be deeply connected to your internals, to your body, to your soul, to your next steps, to your creativity, to your intuition, and to your very divinity. And may you know deep within you that you are loved, you are cared for, you are witnessed, you are seen. You are held, you are known. And may you find ways to laugh at this fucking absurd, chaotic, cruel, bitter, beautiful, wild, wonderful, unpredictable, utterly predictable, mayhem-filled globe that we occupy. And may you tell me what you think of this fucking podcast. Okay, at christycup.com. Okay, I love you. Confessions ended. Bye. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. 
the antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.